Hello there, my name is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today. God is not the author of confusion. This is part 17. God is for the marriage. That's right. God is for your marriage. And if God is faithful, he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can escape it. Notice when the Apostle Paul writes here to the Corinthians, his first letter, he's saying when you are tempted. And so it's just a matter of time in our marriages. We're all going to be tempted. We're all persuaded, enticed, and tempted all the time. And what the enemy's been wanting to do since the very beginning is to just get us to live independent lives, to stop trusting Christ. And so he's been doing that from the very get-go. If you look at Adam and Eve in the garden, that's uh, they left the tree of life. That's just today. It's trusting Christ, if you're a believer in Christ. And they lived independent lives. They took things into their own hands. And we know the story from there. Whenever we make a decision based on self, we place ourselves in a position to be hurt. So today, the way we apply this is we have to understand that we are the bride of Christ. And Christ is the groom. He is the husband. And we have a relationship with him. And all we do is trust him. And one thing the enemy wants to do is get us away from that. Remember, Satan attacks the spiritual union in Christ, then the physical union in the marriage. John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Notice how Jesus describes the thief. He, He describes Satan as the thief because he has only one thing on his mind, one goal, one desire, and that's to steal your awareness of Christ away from you, to steal your spouse away from you, to kill the relationships, and to destroy them. And so keep in mind that the thief is not dead. He's described as the cunning one. And he's been responsible for persuading, enticing, and tempting people to live from the flesh. And what happens is a lot of times, this is why marriages are destroyed. Trusting Christ is not normal in this world. For the Christian life, it is. Proverbs 3.5 tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not on our own understanding. Remember marriage, we are one. Not only in our spiritual union in Christ, but with our spouses. 1 Corinthians 6.17 tells us that he was joined to the Lord as one spirit with him. Paul addressing the body of Christ in Christ at Corinth applies to us because we are new creatures as well. In the physical union, Ephesians 5.31, we read, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh, one new body. Remember, when it comes to escaping temptation, and it does come, Jesus is the way. 
Jesus said this in John 14, 6. He says, I am the way. So when we read, God will make a way of us to escape. Well, there's our way. As we're trusting Christ, when the temptations come, when we're persuaded, enticed, and tempted, we can trust Christ to get through it and not take things into our own hands. Remember the marriage pyramid, the marriage pyramid. A lot of times in counseling sessions where a couple are having a difficult time and they come in for marital counseling, a lot of times they're looking at each other. Well, he did this and she did this. You know how that goes. Have you ever experienced that? And that happens. And so they've lost their sight. They don't, they don't see Christ anymore. They don't trust Christ anymore. All they do is see each other. And it's always the other person. You see, the truth of the matter is, whenever there's a difficult, um, whenever there's marriage difficulties in the marriage, a couple are in counseling, both have a part. Both have a part, but they're not looking at Christ. And remember, in Him are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So we want our focus on Christ not our spouses, not on their performance, not on their behavior. I know this is going to be very difficult to do, but what we have to do is look to Christ. And the pyramid is, as we look to Christ in, this, in the marriage, what happens is as we draw closer to the Lord in His presence, we become closer to our spouses. Remember the normal Christian marriage? It's not... 1 Corinthians 13, I know you might have thought it was, and that's probably why you're frustrated in your marriage. Remember, marriage is found in Isaiah 43 too. As you go through the streams, I will be with you. As you go through the river, I'm there. And as you go through the fire, you will not be burned because I am with you. Jesus promises to go through. And, and by the way, marriage is, is like taking your hands and rubbing them together. But when you add Jesus, it's like adding oil. And it's much smoother. When you rub your hands together, now you have oil on your hands. And notice how much smoother. No more friction, no more heat. It's not as hot. It's much easier. Let me explain to you what streams, rivers, and fire is in the Christian marriage. And not only in the Christian marriage, but in all marriages. The streams symbolize problems. Remember, problems are like waves to the shore. You notice how they just keep coming? She's got a problem this week. I've got a problem next week. And so on. Problems come to us all the time. So we have to learn how to trust the Lord and get through the problems together. And what happens as we trust the Lord in these times is not only we do, do we grow more intimately and become more intimately acquainted with our spouses, but we become more intimately acquainted with the Lord as well. Rivers, when you go through the rivers, remember rivers are trials. And sometimes God allows trials to test us. And the way you pass a test is you just trust Christ. You let the trial take you to Christ. 
and that's how you pass the, the trial. Remember what fire is when we are persuaded, enticed, and tempted and take things into our own hands. That's when we sin. And, uh, you know, we can't blame Satan for something we've done. Okay, we have to own it and admit that we were wrong. Remember, sins don't hurt God. Jesus took our sins. There is therefore now no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. We are forgiven people. God forgives, people don't. So we have to make our amends to the people we have hurt. If we have sinned, get in the habit of saying I was wrong. That's the way we make amends when we've done wrong. Isaiah 43.2 is the normal Christian life though. You know, I had a, a couple come to me and the spouse, the wife was wanting to divorce her husband. Her husband happened to be my best friend. And she said, well, the Lord's telling me to separate from my husband because he wasn't honest with me. And I told her, do you want to do what the Lord wants you to do? He, she says, yeah. I says, well, you need to go to 1 Corinthians 7, verse 10 and 11 then. That's 1 Corinthians 7, verse 10 and 11. Paul was addressing the Corinthians. Remember the carnal Corinthians? Their relationships were not good. Remember the men were with other women while they were married. The women in the marriages, the wives were with other men. I mean, it was just a mess. Some of the men that were married were with prostitutes. The, the married women were sleeping around with other men while they were married. And so he says this to the married couple that are having difficult times. To the married, I give this command. Not I, but the Lord. A wife must not separate from her husband. But if she does, she must remain unmarried or else be reconciled to her husband. And a husband must not divorce his wife. Any questions? This has been God is Not the Author of Confusion, Part 17 on Marriage. God bless. Thank you.